Hello and welcome to Into the Blue. I'm Gabby Shirley and I am here with my co-host and co-worker and friend too, Chris Kren. Hey. Hi, Gabby. This is episode number one of a weekly podcast we are doing on the Tampa Bay Lightning. It will drop every Tuesday, so be sure to tune in. Yeah, excited to share some news on the Lightning with everyone. We get some really good access into the locker room, into the games and the players, so it should be a lot of fun. We're going to aim for about 30-minute episodes, roughly. Spend the first half of the episodes talking about the team and some storylines. And then the second half, we have some um, fun segments that we think you guys will like uh, that we'll mix in as well, which will also include an opportunity to win some signed merchandise from the players. So excited to introduce that. Woohoo! And the key word there is fun. So yeah, we will um, give you a little tidbit on how it's going to work before we get to that, as this is just our first episode. But um, Chris, you want to kick it off with the Tampa Bay Lightning roster? We have only been talking about this amongst ourselves for, I don't know, how long, but it's a little bit complicated right now. The phrase everyone is using is cap gymnastics. So yeah, there's going to have to be some cap gymnastics done as we've seen in the past. One big factor in that is going to be Andre Vasilevsky and his cap hit. So the Lightning can't put him on long-term injury reserve until after opening night, at which point they'll be able to have an extra $9.5 million in cap space. Um, so he's going to be coming back, obviously. So they're not going to spend too much into that, I wouldn't think, because once he's back, they're going to have to get cap compliant. But he's a guy that's they're going to have a little bit more money once they put him on there. So there's going to be some roster shuffling um, to stay cap compliant going into the first game. But from what we know, it looks like Walteri Merrilla is going to be on the opening night roster, along with Austin Watson, who got the one-year deal. Alex Bari-Boulay is on the roster as well. As of Tuesday morning, we'll see if he's here for the game or if the Lightning do decide to put him on waivers and send him to Syracuse. There's still some things up in the air. So either way, I think it was great to see Merrilla solidify a spot. He was great in camp. I think he just played his way into a deal where the Lightning were so impressed with him that they wanted him on on the NHL roster. So that was great to see. And good for Austin Watson as well, a guy that comes in on a PTO, dropped the gloves several times in the preseason, you know, which isn't easy to do. And seems like a great guy for the locker room. I know John Cooper really likes him. And, you know, the Lightning have lost a lot of talent on the ice over the past several years, but we've talked about this. They've They've lost a lot of guys in the locker room, too. A lot of really good locker room guys. Watson seems like one of those guys that can step in and help fill that void, along with some other guys, too. I think they'll be okay there, but good to see him get a deal after working hard on a PTO, and lighting roster is shaping up for, you know, hopefully another good season. Yeah, absolutely, and let's talk more about those two guys, Chris. I had a chance to listen to them share their I made the team experience today. The locker room was kind of shutting down. They were two of the last guys off the ice. Um, Austin Watson couldn't be happier. He said he used the word nervy, which I hadn't heard come from a grown man ever, I don't think, um, saying that he has been nervous since uh, he started this process, if you will, this tryout. Um, he said he has a previous relationship with Nick Paul, that he called Nick Paul before he accepted it to try to get a feel for the team and see if there was a place where he could fit in. And he is so happy that he did. Um, I'm going to read you a quote here from this conversation we had earlier today on Monday. And I felt like it was, perhaps anyone can kind of relate to this. It was about winning a job. Obviously, Watson's talking about winning a job in the National Hockey League, but perhaps it could be relatable to anyone. He said, it's tough because you want to do everything right. 
you want to play this system to the T, but you have to affect the game in a positive way and almost play a little fearless, even though that's all that's going on in your body is a bunch of fear. So I felt like that really just like summarized how he was feeling for the entire duration of training camp. So again, all smiles. And then with Walteri Merrilla, again, we got to talk to him. He, the story that stands out to me, Chris, and I think we already talked about it earlier today, but he said that he believes it was 2008, which would have been Steven Stamkos' rookie season. Um, he is Finnish, and he said he got a magazine every, like, month in the mail, and he opened it, and there was a Stamkos poster. And that poster went up on his bedroom wall and was probably there for years, and now making it to the NHL, he's going to be playing with that guy. Like, that is unreal. That's awesome for both guys. I mean, for Watson, it's nice when the guys can kind of get humanized a little bit like that and you can relate to them and knowing that, you know, this isn't easy for them. They're not fearless going out there on the ice. And as I mentioned before, he had multiple fights during the preseason. So good on him to make an impact and, and fight through that fear and, and earn a job on the team. That has to be a great feeling. And I think he's going to be a really good addition to the team, particularly in the locker room. And Merrill, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to think that he, as a kid, had a poster of Stamkos in the <laughs> NHL, um, and now they're on the same or on the same roster. So, just thinking about how long Stamkos has been in the league in that way, but I think he can be a really big impact player for them potentially. And we know that the guys on the roster like him, and they've talked about his skill and talent as well. So, just really excited for him to be there, and maybe we can talk about the lines a little bit that we saw in practice on Monday. Yeah, I love that. You want to start? Sure, yeah. So Stamkos back on the top line with Point and Kucherov. We saw that throughout the postseason and obviously at times throughout the year as well. Hagel on the Pause. second line. I'm already interrupting you. Stamkos on that first line. We've seen Hagel up there too, and we liked Hagel up on that first line. We did. What do you think this move, can you pinpoint why they're putting Stamkos up there? Well, I mean, that line produces offensively yes. at ease at times. Um, so there's that. Also, the Lightning have talked a lot about learning these new systems in the neutral zone, defensive zone, and it's going to take some time, especially with the new guys they have. You add that in with Andre Vasilevsky being out, you're not going to have him back there to bail you out. Um, and so you have Hagel, Sorelli, and Mott on a line together on the second line. So to me, that looks like your shutdown line. Three guys that Absolutely. can buzz around, speed, uh, we've seen Hagel and Sorelli, obviously, on the penalty kill and on lines together in the postseason as the shutdown guy. So we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hagel jump back up to that top line. Um, we've seen plenty of times last year where they practice one day with certain groupings and the next day it's different in the game. So, But if I had to take a guess, I would say maybe that's kind of Hagel, Sorelli, Mott could be your little bit of a shutdown line. Make sure that things are getting taken care of defensively as you try to kind of pick up on these new systems because it's not just the new guys learning. It, it's guys on the team that have been here as well, right? They're installing a lot yes. of new things. And, you know, the Vasilevsky injury certain wasn't, certainly wasn't ideal, but, um, you know, they're going to have to defend well in, in front of Jonas Johansson and if Matt Tompkins gets some time as well. Um, so that would be my guess for what that is. And then you can go over the other two forward lines if you want. Yeah, so the third line as of practice this morning, Monday morning, was Acemont, Paul, Sherry. And then the fourth line was Janot, Glendening, Morella. So that third line, I mean, I don't want to say a question mark, but I would guess I would say that these bottom three lines, Chris, everything except from the top line, we have a new player, new to this Tampa Bay Lightning team. So for me, of course, we saw them in these preseason games 
But for me, I'm really interested to see how these guys are in a regular season game. Because, yes, these guys take the preseason games seriously to an extent. They're trying to figure out this new system that they're working in. But they really turn it on in the regular season. So second line, we have Mott. Third line, we have Sherry. And then that fourth line, there's Glenn Denning. And, of course, as we already discussed, talked about him, Morella. What a great observation. I didn't even notice that about the bottom three lines. New guys on each of those lines. So it's going to be a fun team to watch. I like the new guys they've added. They bring a lot more speed, which I think everyone knows the Lightning probably needed. You know, you lose quality guys in the locker room, as I mentioned before, and on the ice and the Maroons, the Belmars, the Perrys. But, you know, the league is just getting so fast and you pick up those speedsters like the Mots and the Sherrys. Um, and Glenn Denning can skate too. So excited to see what the Lightning look like. There'll be more speed for sure. And um, it's just a, it's fun to go into a season with, with some unknowns, you know, and a lot of new players that are looking to prove themselves and prove themselves, whether that's coming into the NHL or playing with a new team. So it's an exciting time on top of the fact that the Lightning have all that rest. And then you look at the goaltending, too. You wonder what's going to happen there and how that's going to go. So there's a lot to watch over these first two months. And looking at the D pairings now, the guys that are going to be playing in front of Jonas Johansson, as I mentioned, Matt Tompkins probably as well. Hedman paired with Pervix on the top pair. Sergeyev Radish, which we saw a lot of in the postseason. Dahan, Chernak, and then Fleury as your seventh defenseman. Um, and then Austin Watson was skating with him today just because of the the numbers there. But pretty solid defensive core, in my opinion. I mean, Hedman, Sergachev on the left side, that might be, well, definitely is one of the best, if not the best first, you know, top two guys on the left side in the league. And then Perbix and Radish, we saw what both of them were able to do last year. You hope that that can continue. Perbix played for most of the season up here, looked really good, steady as soon as he got up. And Radish, obviously, we didn't see as much of, but... Saw a lot of him in the playoffs, and him and Sergachev on a pair together were great. So Chernak, kind of that shutdown guy, he gets paired with Dahan. Excited to see what he can do. And, you know, it's a solid lineup. And the core that they have, the core guys, are still one of the best cores in the NHL. So a lot of new faces, but I think there's a lot to be excited about this year, and particularly with the rest that they've got, both mentally and physically. We've heard about it a lot, and I think it should be a good season for the Lightning. Yeah, absolutely. And we touched on the goalie situation with Andre Vasilevsky missing the first two months, give or take of this regular season due to having surgery to fix an issue in his back. I'm not even going to say the words that came out in the press <laughs> release because I will mess them up. But um, yeah, Chris, these other two goalies, um, Jonas Johansson is the correct pronunciation. I've been practicing that one. And Matt Tompkins. I mean, we've liked what we've seen from them in the preseason. So while that's all positive, again, we'll see how they do in the regular season. This team, on the flip side, seems to be very positive. Of course, they're saying, yeah, we've lost the best goaltender in the world, but we know what we have to do in front of these guys. And generally speaking, they've been throwing out that attention to details phrase, but I really do believe that. I think that goes with following this new system. Um, Chris, we talked about it earlier as far as this system, like, it's tough to figure out exactly what the lightning changed, but you have to imagine it's positioning and they go here with the puck instead of here. Um, these tactical things. So again, the attention to detail is going to be key to following that as well as to helping out their goaltenders. And like I said, we've liked what we've seen thus far. Yeah, it's been great. I think they've done a really good job breaking the puck out in the preseason. It's been pretty smooth. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of different things that they're trying to install. It is tough to tell sometimes what's different and, and what they're doing different with just how fluid things are. But you're right. The attention to detail is going to be the most important thing, particularly with the goalie situation. 
And hopefully that just helps them, you know, once Vasilevsky comes back, they'll be, you know, into that system about two months, um, judging for how long they, they think he's going to be out. And, you know, hopefully that allows him to come back rested, but also not have to be Superman. And we saw a lot of times last season, particularly in the first half of the year, where there'd be a lot of breakdowns and, and the lightning count on Vasi to kind of bail them out. And um, hopefully he won't get as much of that in the first couple months if they can get those systems down and, and be in a good place defensively when he comes back. That'll only help them. But it was interesting listening to Cooper talk today and over the past couple of weeks really about the goalies because he said a lot of the same things that we've said, particularly with both of them are really calm in their net. Um, and I think that's really encouraging because you see goaltenders come in that are inexperienced um, or nervous. And I know it's preseason hockey, so you're not as nervous as a regular season game, I'm sure, but still nerve wracking. And they played a lot of really good opponents in the preseason with good lineups. Um, and they both Tompkins and Johansson just look very, very calm and structured in their net, which I think is really important. They're not swimming around their crease and, um, for them to be that calm and structured is, is going to be huge just to know that, you know, they saw them play in the preseason games and Cooper mentioned, I think that they can feel confident with those guys in the net. So they're not going to have to worry too much, not be thinking about that in the back of their mind. They're going to have enough to think about with their systems and figuring all that out. So you have to like what you've seen from Johansson and Tompkins too. I mean, when we were in Nashville, they played a lot of their star players up front and, as I mentioned, it's a preseason game, but the crowd was, it was a big crowd there and it's a hard place to play, let alone against the lineup that they had. And he played fantastic. And obviously Johansson has been great throughout the time he's been in the net. You hope that carries over to the regular season, but you know, you can't ask for much better from what you've seen, right? With Vassy going down. I mean, in those games, you had to be a little bit nervous. I think everyone was going in and seeing what the goalies were going to play like and what they've been able to do in those preseason games, at least we'll see in the regular season. It's tough to, it would have been tough to perform any better than they did. Really. I agree. 100%. And I have a timer going guys, of course. So Chris and I don't just ramble on for hours. We are probably at about the 15 minute mark, which was our goal. Perfect. So we're going to move into our next segment, which is called plus minus. And I know our boss, Mr. Brian Breesman, is very excited for this particular segment. It may or may not have been his idea. The title too, Into the Blue. That was all him. Breeze, thank you. All right. So in this segment, Chris, you want to tell everyone how it works? Sure. I'd love to. So as you all know, plus minus, uh, hockey term, if you're on the goal, or sorry, if you're on the ice when your team scores a goal at even strength, you get a plus. If you're on the ice when you get scored against, you get a minus. So it's basically a buy and sell type segment. So we're going to use our pluses as things that we're buying, things that we like. And the minus is going to be things that we're selling, things that we don't like so much. Um, we're going to try to keep it all hockey related. But, but. as yeah, as two employees <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, I don't think our minuses too often are going to be us ripping on players on the Lightning roster. So we'll try to have some fun with that um, and and keep it hockey-related for the most part. So we hope that you guys can enjoy this segment. With that being said... As he says hockey-related twice, you know my plus and my minus are not hockey-related. So here neither. we go. Okay, you go ahead. You're, you can do your plus first. Ooh, my plus. Chris and I, obviously I told you, co-hosts, co-workers, really good friends. We sit like a foot away from each other here at Amelie Arena we watch morning skates, practice, all of it together. 
And just in casual conversation, I wanted to tell him 85 times what I did last night because I was really pumped about it and I want more of it in my life. And then I was like, let me just wait for his reaction when I share the plus. I'm really making it out to be bigger than it is, Christopher. (laughs) But last night, Sunday night, football's on. There's no hockey, really meaningful hockey yet. So football was on and my husband and I, we decided to do breakfast for dinner. It was a first. I'm talking blueberry pancakes, bacon. I didn't touch the bacon, but the bacon that was made on the Traeger grill. So it was just better. Sounds good. Um, Eggs. I'm really great at eggs. And fruit salad. Like, we went all out. It was delicious. I couldn't move afterwards. And I want more breakfast for dinner in my life. Interesting. I've done it before. It's been a long time. So I'll have to revisit it. You should see his face. No, I'll have to revisit it. But it's just my face is because (laughs) Gabby said this morning when we're at practice, like, guess what I did last night? This is my plus. And I never would have guessed that. Like, there's no chance (laughs) I was guessing that. never would have guessed it. Um, all right, I'll keep mine kind of hockey related. My plus is Swedes, not <laughs> sweets. I love sweets. S W E E T S. Gabby knows I love sweets. Ice cream, not sweets. S U I T E S, like in the arena. Swedes. S W E D E S. <laughs> and I'm referring to Jonas Johansson and Net, who we we've talked about, and Victor Hedman, the big Swede, the big Swede. Very high on Victor Hedman this year. Um, Johansson's been great. I just talked about him, so I'm not going to go too long with him. But with everything you've seen, he's been fantastic. Like, even in practice, he's looked really, really good and calm, and he makes big saves. He makes the saves he's supposed to. Really nice guy. Really so nice guy. Really excited for him. Um, and then my big guy, though, this season, Victor Hedman, talked about it a ton. You know, he played so much hockey over all those playoff runs. He was playing more than anyone on the Lightning, aside from Vassy, obviously. Um, but I think for him, you know, moving off the first power play unit last year onto the second um, was motivating for him. We heard him drop little tidbits in media availabilities at times, saying he, that motivated him. Um, he's a team first guy. He wants to do everything he can to help the team. But I think he's entering the year really motivated. And most importantly, he's rested. He had a long time to... Just let the body relax a little bit because, like I said, he's played more than any player in the NHL between regular season and playoffs. So he's still an elite defenseman. Like he, oh yeah, for a guy that big to be able to skate the way he can, it's so rare. Good in all three zones. You know, last year you look at those NHLPA player surveys that they do, and I think it was best defenseman in the NHL. Kale McCarr was first, voted by the players, but Hedman was second, then too. So. I think people are writing him off a little early. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot to be excited about with Mikhail Sergachev. I've been one of his biggest supporters. I think he has all the talent in the world, and he's going to take a step forward too. But with that being said, I think Victor Hedman is going to have a very big year, bounce back year. Not that he had a bad year last year, but probably he would be the first to tell you not up to his standards. Um, Still a really good year, like I said. But I think he's going to have a great year. Not enough people are talking about Victor Hedman and really excited to see him play. Oh, that was a great plus. Thank you. Am I supposed to add to your plus? Because you can if you want. I'm going what to. What are your thoughts? No, I agree with you. And also, Chris, I want to, and granted, I haven't actually asked either player because I just feel like it would be uncomfortable. But I feel that there's this narrative, perhaps, that because they're kind of flip flopping back and forth on the top power play unit, that like they're competing 
And I mean, I guess you could say they are, but I would like to reiterate from what I've seen. Again, I haven't asked anyone, but like they're teammates first and they want what's best for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. So you saying the big suite is your plus, like I don't think that's taking anything away from Mikhail Sergachev. I think they are both outstanding defensemen and will continue to be that this season. Yes, I'm very glad you said that because it's nothing against Sergey. Like no. he's been great. And I, like I said, I think he's still going to continue to get better. He hasn't hit his ceiling yet, but I just think not enough people are talking about Victor Hedman. Um, and I think the rest is just going to do him really well. And Really excited to see what he can do because he is motivated. But you're right. I think that it's friendly competition to a certain extent. Yes. Like, neither guy wants to see the other one fail. Um, but it's good. You want competition, and it just drives the other guy to be better. Um, you know they both want to be on that top power play unit, so it should be fun to see how that plays out as well. Are they going to rotate like they have throughout practice? Like, are they willing to do that throughout the games? Both guys are good on it, but I'd imagine you want to have something consistent. So we'll see what happens. Either way, I think both of them are going to have fantastic seasons and i'm very excited to hear your minus who well i am changing my minus Ugh. right in this very second because the other one i had chris already knew and we got to keep it fresh uh so my minus right now right it's monday opening night tomorrow tuesday spending a lot of time at emily arena around the ice the ice is looking good <laughs> i'm freezing i'm freezing i'm freezing i'm freezing and to add to that, it's cold outside. It's cold for Florida. I don't know what the temperature is. I just know that when I walked outside today, I had a long sleeve shirt on and I wanted a jacket. So minus is the cold weather. I'm over it. I'm out. That's my minus. Chris. Wow. You're full Floridian now. I am a full It was not that Floridian. cold this morning. It was cold and it I hated it. It has been really cold in the building, which means that Gabby's going to start using her space heater under her desk and sweating me out. <laughs> <laughs> of our desk area it's going to be terrible but it was freezing today like today would have been a good day for it in the rink I don't know why it was so cold uh my minus I've thought about this I have a few drum roll please Brian Breesman are you ready oh man oh first of all I just another plus new Drake album no you great. can't That's, do I'm just adding that in I'm just adding that in minuses. one per person I'm stuck between a few here you're breaking the rules my minus, I hate to do it, but I have to do it. It's cruises. I'm out <laughs> on cruises. I've been on one cruise my entire life. I was probably like five years old. My parents threw me in the Carnival Kids Club for the entire cruise while they had fun. And we park in the Channel Side Garage and then walk to Emily for work. And every time there's a cruise going out of the port, it's like, I'm going to have a bad day. I came in this morning. Gabby, one of the first things you said to me is, are you in a bad mood? I did, and he was really offended. <laughs> yeah, like I I hate the cruises. Like I'd go to pull into the garage. There's all these people parked on the side of the road, like not pulled over. They're taking up half a lane. I can't see if I'm going to get hit when I turn into the garage. Everyone has their suitcases. No one knows where they're going. It's just a nightmare. Like I'm, I'm not explaining this well. You have to be there and actually experience it. But the parking spots are all taken up. It's the people like they just no one has any idea where they're going, what they're doing. Too many cars blocking off traffic. And I just hate the cruises. I'm over the cruises. <laughs> Love the location of Emily Arena. Like it's such a good spot. They're not going to move it. And I understand the fun of a cruise, but the cars are just and the people with their stupid suitcases. Very frustrating. Oh, 
I actually have to add one more minus, and I meant to make this my You're minus. You're breaking the rules. I actually meant to make this my minus, and this is like I round. No, this is breakers. groundbreaking news. You, this is gonna be the craziest thing you hear all day. I guarantee. <laughs> oh shoot! Okay, now I'm interested. Breeze is gonna lose it when he hears this. My minus. I scratch the cruise minus. The cruises are okay. Bigger minus. And I can't believe I'm saying this. McDonald's minus. <laughs> I'm out on McDonald's. And go ahead. <laughs> what? Guys, to everyone listening out there, you got to know that Christopher Kren is quoted. There might even be video and or photo evidence of him at a preseason game not so long ago saying hockey is back. McDonald's is back. His yep. late night snack after, I'm going to go ahead and say it, more than 50% of Tampa Bay Lightning hockey games yep. is McDonald's on the way home. So why is it a minus? Why are you out? Snack is generous too. Like it's a full meal and that's why I'm out. Two I, sandwiches. And fries. So for all my McDonald's lovers out there, McDouble no pickle, McChicken no lettuce, small fry, we're out. That's after every Lightning game, usually home games, like, we, work, we eat dinner before the game, work the game, do all the media stuff after, leave. It's very late, and I'm hungry, and there's a McDonald's right by my apartment. So I always tell myself I'm not going to go. I go, so I'm probably going to end up going again after this, but it's out. I'm, I can't keep doing this to myself. I wake up feeling awful every single time the next day. I've told you this. I regret it every time, <laughs> and as much as I love McDonald's, I'm still going to eat it at times, but... The post-game McDonald's, it has to stop. I can't keep doing this to myself. And I'm tired of waking up in the morning after that and feeling like a complete sack of garbage. So McDonald's, minus. So on that note, I want to just keep going, but we've almost <laughs> hit our 30 minutes. Thank goodness these next two segments are very short. Yes. This one coming up because this is our first episode. So uh, segment three is the lightning line. And this is for you listeners. It's going to give you a chance to call in and or send us a message, a question on Twitter. I was going to say Twitter, X, and we will listen to the question or read it aloud and answer it. That is segment three. Anything to add there, Chris? No, not really. Just, yeah, we're going to end up having a phone number that you guys can call, leave voicemails. We'll air them on the podcast and, and answer your questions that way. Had a lot of people... Um, participate in the Twitter spaces when I was doing that. So hopefully this can gain some traction similarly and you guys have some questions that we'll be happy to answer in the segment, but nothing yet, so nothing to do here. Um, then the final segment... Wait, but really, please submit questions because we were told if no one asks us a question, our coworkers are going to chime in and I don't want to answer their questions. They're going to be crazy. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Last segment. And possibly my favorite. So our final segment is going to be called the question corner. Uh, this is still in the works right now, but essentially the gist of it is we're going to ask listeners a question at the end of every episode, and it'll be about a specific player. So for example, the question could be, what was Mikhail Sergachev's favorite candy growing up? And we're going to post the question on X and have fans reply you get one reply only. If you reply more than once or multiple guesses. Disqualified. Exactly. Disqualified. Um, and then we're working on prizes um, for the person who gets this correct. We're going to ask the guy in the locker room, record his answer, and then 
once someone has guessed it correctly, we'll play it on the podcast, hopefully the following week, uh, at which point we're hoping that we'll be able to get some prizes for you guys that we can send out to whoever got uh, guessed it correctly. Hopefully some signed merch, maybe signed pucks. Uh, still working on all the details for that. So stay tuned on that. But that's Gabby's potentially favorite segment, apparently. It really is. The questions are off the wall. Our thought process is that we want limitless answers. So if you get it right, you really do deserve a prize. I love audience participation. The prizes, hopefully, maybe, fingers crossed, will be awesome. Lightning fans, autographs, you're going to love it. So, yeah. Sign Gabby Shirley portrait. That will not be a prize. Don't worry, Chris. You're going to make our viewers turn us off. <laughs> listeners, viewers, listeners. All right. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. I want to wish everyone a happy opening night for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very, very exciting. Please, you should know, if you don't have a ticket, come on down anyway to Emily Arena. There is Plenty happening outside the arena. I'm looking at the schedule right now. There is a blue carpet player arrival, 2.30. Festivities, though, food and drink starts at 1. Blue carpet player arrival. Big boy. There's a concert. Big boy on Ford Thunder Alley. That starts at 3.15. So, I mean, if I wasn't going to the game, I'd probably come down. Yeah, there really is a lot going on, and they've a lot of hard work has gone into setting this up. They're barricading a couple of the streets near the arena, so... They're going to have a lot of fun stuff set up for everybody. So definitely come down. Like Gabby said, everything starts, kind of kicks off at 1 o'clock. There will be a lot of partner food trucks and food and beverage specials too. So get on down to the arena. It's exciting to have hockey season back. You guys have waited a long time. And we hope you like the first episode of the podcast. Bear with us a little bit. We're still getting used to this. It's both of our first podcasts. So any suggestions or critiques you guys have, feel free to let us know. Just be nice. <laughs> be nice. Happy opening night. Puck drops, 5.30. You can watch the game outside, too. If you don't have a ticket, we'll see you 